All right, so we are on the bottom of Yud Aleph on the base. If you remember, uh, continuing the conversation about co-wives, and specifically uh, the case of Machar uh, Grushoso, right? <clears throat> the case of a person who goes ahead and uh, divorces his wife and then remarries her, right? And she, sorry, he divorces his wife, she goes ahead and marries somebody else, full marriage, Nisuin. And then he marries her, and then she, her husband dies, and she uh, comes back to him, and he marries her again, which is, a, which is us, sir. they're not allowed to do that, right? And the question was, what's the status? So that, and then, after he remarries her, he dies, and, and he had two wives. And the question was, what's the status of the co-wife? Right? Because, of course, she was a sewer to him, even to this man. Um, and uh, so the question becomes, do we uh, extend the same halachos to the co-wife? Can the co-wife maybe do yibam or not do yibam? That was the question that was in front of us. We had tried a couple of options uh, which were rejected. So the Gemara tries again now. It's uh, three lines from the bottom of the skinny lines on uh, Yud Aleph on the base, or like seven or eight lines up from the bottom. So the, mission, so the Gemara says as follows Tashma. Hamachzer Grushaso Mishaniseis. So we're going to try again. So the case now quoted to us is a woman who, uh, again, he was Machzer Grushaso Mishaniseis, same exact case. Um, what happens? He v'tzarasa choletes. Right? She and the tzara both do chalitza. So that's impossible. Right? Actually, I don't know, as you just pointed out, that's impossible. Because you're never going to have both of them do chalitza at the same time. You just choose one or the other. So what's going on here? Uh, right? So the Gemara says, He v'tzarasa that, that, that can't possibly be what the, what the b'risa means. So rather, what's going on here? Ela ema ohi o'tzarasa. So it must mean her or the tzara. But what does that mean? If it's he otsarasa choletes, it's choletes to the love misiavemis. What do you see? You see a proof that the tsara doesn't do yibo in such a case, because that's exactly what we're looking for. Mara says, no, again, it rejects it. Velav, It's not true. I already gave an answer to this. And you've already explained how to, how to read this, uh, this, uh, this bride. So, how's that? Tautarchi, explain this as follows. Uh, no, that's not, it doesn't mean, when it said choletes, it was lavdafka. It didn't necessarily mean, uh, you know, either he, she or the tzara do chalitza. It meant either she, she does chalitza, but she or the tzara can do chalitza or yiba. Fine. So, I'm Rebbe Chiyah Bar-Abba says, Rebbe Yochan Bai, so he quotes, Rebbe Yochan asked a similar question, again, actually the same exact question, and we're going to see some of the same exact um, kind of conversations we've had in the Gemara and the, this previous, on this daf are going to kind of come up again to answer, some of the Gemara will do this, it'll answer for like both sides and use basically the same exact, same exact logic and go through it again and try it and reject it just to show that it doesn't work for either side of the equation, but so you're going to see the Gemara do that here a little bit also. So Amr Chiyah Ba'ava Rav Yochan Bai. So Rav Yochan asked the following question. Before it was Rav Yehuda asking the question. Now, now, now Rav Yochan asked the question. HaMachzer Grushaso Mishanise Tsarasa Mahu. Same with that question. A case of Master Grushaso. The man passed away with two wives. So what's the status of the Tsar? To the, to the brothers. So Amr Lei. Remi Ami Viti Bailacha. He Gufa. Right? He says, wait a second. Rav Ami says, and we asked this question the other day. What are you asking me about the tzara? Ask about the the wife herself. What's her status? Again, she was she had been married to somebody. She had been married to this man, had gotten divorced, married somebody else, 
and then he brought her back, which was Be'isar, and now she dies, and sorry, now he dies, what's the status of her? Can she do Yibam? Can she do Chalitza? Why don't you ask that question? Why are you only asking about the co-wife? Gemara asked this question before. So Gemara says, I'm not asking about her. Why? Because I'll tell you a Kava Chomer to tell you why, why she's not allowed to do Yibam. How's that? The man who was originally permitted to her, meaning her original husband, is Asura to her. Right? Why? Because she went and married somebody else. Right? She went and married somebody else. So that, again, Master Rishasa is allowed. If she's not a Kohen, she can, you, can, you get divorced from somebody, you can marry them back. But not if she marries somebody else. Once she went and married somebody else, so she became Asura to the man who was permissible to her. Right? So... But if, if to the man she was permitted to originally, she became Asr, Asur, um, um, but Asr, but the man who was always Asr, meaning her brother-in-law, right? Her brother-in-law was always Asr, because he was his brother-in-law. The brother-in-law was always Asr, except for the unique case of Yibam, right? But if she was Asura to her, the man to whom she is typically permitted, so then if, and, and even, and now she becomes forbidden to him, certainly the man she was always forbidden to, she should remain forbidden to. So that's not a shame. Okay. So kikami bayli tsarasa. The real question is tsarasa. Why? My. What's the what we want to know? What's the case? What's the halacha of tsarasa? Why? Ni alim kavachomer lemidichi tsara or lo. Meaning, do you use that kavachomer to even knock out the tsara? Meaning to say, look at uh, um, yeah. Meaning, you look at Rashi for one second. Rashi says. Um, Tsarasa Vemutrala, uh, he'll just point out that Kavachomer, Baila, right, her husband, Zesh, Shemes, Nesra, Tachila, Kishanis, Sashani, he was asked to her when she married the first guy, married the second guy, the Chazur Harishon, the Zira, the Isser, with the Machamei, so he married her and then he dies the next day. So that, that's the Mutrala. But Asrala, Kigon Yavama, Lakoshikim, but her brother in law, of course not. But the question there, I want to ask nothing about her, you want to know about the Tsara. We want to know, Mi Alim Kavachomer, says Rashi. Right, is that true? We said before, again, this, this whole Kavachomer uh, by, by this woman herself who was uh, returned, came back to her original husband and now has been Isser. So he was, to him, she was Mutter and now she became Aser. So certainly to the Yavim, she's Aser. So the question is, does that Kavachomer apply even to the Tzara too? Because again, if, 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 this, if the wife was Aser, so certainly... Right? So certainly now, um, she was a steward to the original man, so she named for sure Asr to the Yavam. Do we say, oh, so the same halacha is going to apply to the Tzara? Or do we not say that? Right. Um, fine. So, Nachma Yitzchak, Masni Haki. So, Nachma Yitzchak actually explains this case, this rice a little bit differently. So, Amr Bechir Ba'aba, and again, so he's going to give me another, this is not an answer to our question, this is another formulation of the original Kasha. And he says as follows. Um, yeah, by Rav Yochanan, Rav Yochanan asked the question, right, of what, same case, right, a case of Machzor Gushaso, after getting married to somebody else, what, what's her status? So I'm like, Ami, Viti Tsarasa. Right, so they, again, it's the, it's the flip kasha, right? Wait a second, what are you asking me about her? You should be asking me about the Tsara, Right? And my answer is no. Tsarasa la kavim bali. Tlo alam kavachomer la michi tsara. What do you mean? What 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 would the kavachomer have to do with the tsara? Which is probably what you're thinking as we said the kavachomer before, right? Uh, the the kavachomer was specifically about the relationship between this woman, the original woman, and her husband. 
she was mutter, now she's also to him. The tzara was, you know, an innocent bystander in a certain sense. Leave her alone, right? What did the Kabbalah have to do with her? And that's exactly the way uh, the Gemara, you know, re- this read of the Brisa goes. What do you mean? There's no question for the tzara. The tzara is for sure permissible to do yibum. Nothing to talk about. Um, the real question is about her, right? The, the, this original wife. Me uh, alam kavachomer b'makam mitzvah. Although, do we say this kavachomer b'makam mitzvah? Meaning, what do you mean b'makam mitzvah? What was our whole svara? Whole svara was when it came to um, she was machzik rishasa, right? She's permitted to her husband. Now she goes and marries somebody else. Fine. Now she's not allowed to marry her. They go back to her original husband, but she does anyway. So that was mutala became aser. Fine. But that was so the gemara said, well, kavachomer the the, the brother-in-law who was always aser to her should stay aser. And what my Jew said, what do you mean? The brother-in-law remains usher as long as it's not Yibum. But once it's the case of Yibum, the whole point is that once Yibum takes place, there's no, uh, that whole Isser of Eshazach goes away, right? And she, the brother-in-law Isser is what, the whole point of Yibum is that it, it, it eviscerates that Isser. So don't, that Kavachomer doesn't apply, uh, maybe even Malcolm Mitzvah in such a case. Fine, so that's, that's the possibility at least that maybe for sure, the tzara, according to this read, according, for sure the tzara could uh, could um, do yibum, but maybe even maybe even the uh, but maybe even the woman herself. Fine, because again, because her whole issue to him is is only because of that she he's the brother-in-law, and that's the exact issue that goes away. B'makamit. Uh, Fine. So he tries the gemara now to answer, right? And we're going to answer now for both sides. The Gemara, look at the Gemara, the Gemara says, Tinisua means like, we give an answer to the Mishnah. So look at Rashi. Rashi says, Tinisua, Atarvayu Lishni Mehadar. So we're going to see that we're going to answer for both questions, right? The question about the Tzara and the, right, the questions about the Tzara, right? The tzara meaning, even the Tzara, it, the, the woman is for sure Asar to Yibam. The question only is, is the Tzara permitted to, to do uh, Yibam? Or the second, second approach, which says that the, that the tzara is from, for sure permitted to yibam, the question is, is the other uh, woman, is the woman, the original woman, permitted to yibam? So we're going to answer for both cases. And we get that important because you see kind of a repeat of some of the things that we've already said. So, set, answer the Gemara as follows, and this is going to look familiar to you. Right? If you had a scenario where you had a case of yibam to be done, and what happened? You had one woman who's a kshera, and man, the man has in front of him two women. With who, he had brother, his brother passed away. His brother had two wives, and now he has two women with whom to do yibum. Right? Achas kashera va'achas psula. One who is quote permitted or kashera, and one who is quote psula forbidden. Um, we don't know what, what that means yet. Right? Imhaya cholitz cholitz psula. If he's going to do chalitza, he should do chalitza with the psula. If he's going to be Yabim the Ksher. If he's going to be Yibam, he should be Yibam with the Ksher. Okay? My Ksher Map Sula, we had this before. What does that mean, Ksher? What does that mean, Psula? Ilem, Ksher, Ksher, La Alma, Psula, Psula, La Alma. If Ksher just means Ksher to everyone, meaning that she's Mutaris Lakoin. I mean, she's Mutaris to everyone, including this man, and, and she's even Mutaris Lakoin, meaning she's not a, wasn't previously divorced, etc., or had done Khalidza before. Um, and psula would mean, not really psula, and psula ama meaning she's permitted to everybody. She's the only person she's not permitted to is to a coming. And this man's a Yisrael. Right? So, so the Gemara asked, 
If it's Kshir, Kshir Lama, Pesul, Pesul Lama, Kevin, the day Chazya, my Nafkalem, my Nafkalem, you know. Right? If, if, he's a Kohen, if he's not a Kohen, who cares? Right? Why are you telling him to do Yivim with this one, do Chalitza with that one? Who cares? Right? He, for him, he's told about it. He can marry either one, he can do Chalitza with either one. So what, what kind of instructions are you giving him? And Allah, Kshir, Kshir, Lay, Pesul, Pesul, Lay. Rather, what are you telling me? You're telling me that one of them is permitted to him, and one of them is Pesul to him. Umani, what kind of case would that be? What does that mean? How could you have, you know, one woman who's permitted, the other one's not permitted? Again, if she's not permitted because, if one woman's not permitted because she's an Isra, an Erva, then both would be Yasser to him, right? That's all the cases of our Mishnah. So what do you mean you have one that's permitted and one that's forbidden? What, what does that mean? So what must it be? Mani, who? Must be, Master Grushaso. It must be a case of Master Grushaso, Mina Nisuin, the brother had done a Master Grushaso, the Katani Im Hayam Miyabim Miyabim Lakshera. And what happens? That the Psula is the original wife, right? Who had been the master of for, who for sure is a surah to the Yibam. And what the mission is coming to teach me is that the, uh, the Psula, the, the Kshera, uh, is the Sara. And she's permitted to Yibam. Oh, so what do you see? You see that Sara is permitted to Yibam. And the Gabriel said to give an answer. Uh, fine, that's the Gabriel thinks, oh, see, you found uh, an answer that Sara is permitted to Yibam. In such a case. My answer is no. Lo, kshera la'ama, psul la'ama. The answer we gave before, right? That like we said before, no. Kshera can still mean kshera la'ama. It, it does mean that she's totally permitted, permitted even to a kohen. And psula means psul la'ama. She's permitted to everybody, just not to a kohen. And what's going on here? Udgamers came to the day chazi in my nafkalim. You know, you ask, he's a Yisrael, so who cares? There's a big difference. Mishinder of Yosef, the of Yosef, kan shana, the answer we gave before, right? That, what, what, why do we care? Because in a scenario where you have a woman who is already psul that's the woman to do chalitza with. A woman who shared l'kohen, don't do chalitza with her now, and mess her over, and now she's restricted to who she can marry later. So if I have an option, who to do yibam with, or who to do chalitza with, the, 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 the mission gave me very, very explicit instructions, which are important, not to, not to ruin this woman's life. And, and restrict her in her in her future marriage opportunities, and that we're not just looking at him, we're looking at her, um, and that's what the mission and that's what the mission means. And therefore, you have no proof about the status of a uh, of the tsara in such a case. Fine. So we try again. Tashma hamachsa grushasa mishanises hivitsarasa cholatzes hitsaras hivitsarasa sachadayadach. Again, this looks familiar. We did it. We just said it before, right? Uh, again. Master Gushasa from Nisuin, he and her Tsara are Cholatzas. We said before, that doesn't make any sense. You don't do Cholitza two women at the same time. So he vid Tsarasa, Sakhadadech, Alaima, oh he, oh Tsarasa, and must be only her or the Tsara. So the Gemara says, no, but la come in Taretzta, la Taretachi, he Cholatzas, Tsarasa, oh Cholatzas, oh Misebemes. Right? It's not a proof that, you know, uh, that Tsara is doing only, only Cholitza and not Yibum, because I could see it as either one. You could have read it as. The, the original wife does Chalitza, and the other, and the other woman, the, the non-Master Yerushas, just the Tzara, does either Chalitza or Yibam. So again, there's no proof. Again, the Gemara is just running through these again in order to answer for, for both sides here. Fine. So continues the Gemara now. What's interesting is that sometimes the Gemara itself will actually like, it, it'll kind of give you like a shortcut and to say like, you know, run through the cases in a shorthand to let you know that we ran through them both. Here it doesn't do that. It actually reads you through the whole Gemara. But um, anyways, uh, it gives you a, a big chunk of Gemara that's easier to do because you did it before. So it's okay. Um, okay, 
So continues the Gemara now with a new, a new question. Amar Rav Lili Bar Mamel. This is a totally, totally new case. So Amar Rav Lili Bar Mamel, Amar Mar Ukva, Amar Shmuel. Saras Mimma Enes Asura. Okay, so what does that mean, Saras Mimma Enes? We've talked about Mi'un before, so let's explain what that is. A woman typically right, decides on her own whether she gets married or not. That's her decision if she agrees to marriage or doesn't agree to marriage. Uh, a katana, a girl who is younger than 12 years old, so her father has the ability, uh, it doesn't typically happen today, but in the old days, right, she, uh, her father has the, opportunity, has the ability to marry her off to another man, and it's through almost like the das of the father, he has the ability to give her over in marriage. However, in a scenario where there is no father, where the father is out of the picture, he's passed away, um, and, and therefore he's not able to marry off his daughter, the brother or the mother can marry off the daughter to, uh, to a man. Um, but when they do so, it's not real kiddushin midaraisa. Um, it's like, it's uh, more of a dirabanan type of, of marriage. It's not a full marriage until she's a gadol and decides on her own when she has das to get married. And until that point, until she becomes a bas mitzvah, at that point, the, the girl at any point can do what's called miyun. When she does miyun, she literally means to, to refuse. Right? She refuses the husband. At that point, she's free to go. Right? There's no get. A miyun actually happen, happens retroactively. When you do miyun, it's as if they were never married. And that is, uh, that's permissible and, and fine. That, that's halach of miyun. So the question is, um, what happens in the following case? So... Yeah, so what, what would happen if this girl was, again, she's a katana who's married off by her, by her brother or mother, and she's married to a man, and he has a co-wife also, she has a co-wife also, he passes away. Okay, he passes away while she's still a katana. And then, what the halacha is, that not only is she allowed to do miyun while she's married to this man, she can even do miyun to the other, which makes sense. Again, as we've been continuing to say, that the relationship to the other is sort of like an extension of the original marriage. But here, she can do it even before Yibam takes place. So it's not that he does, yib, does Yibam with her and then she does Miyun. No. Here she does, yib, she does Miyun before the Yibam ever takes place or Halitza. Nothing. So she, the man, her husband passes away. She does Miyun. Okay? At that point, the question is, what's the status of the Tzara? Because what might I think? Is, is this like a Halitza sort of, right? It's like she's, she patters her Tzara at this point because she did something already. Or no, she just retroactively made herself as if she was never married to this man, in which case the tzara goes, is, a, is a Yavama also, and should go ahead and can go ahead and, and, and perform a Yibam with him. So that, that's the, the question that's sort of like um, in front of us. Saras Nima Enes Asura. Right? So, the, so, the, so the, the Gemara says that that scenario, she is uh, she's forbidden. Look at Rashi on the second, second line from the top. Right? This man has two women who now come to him for Yibam from one brother. Right? So the, if he does, uh, if she does, um, the, the Tzara sound at this point is forbidden to him. Okay? Okay. Um, so the Gemara asks Laman, to whom is she forbidden? If you want to say she's forbidden to all the brothers, 
Pashta he gufa sharya the Amr Shmuel mi ana bazem muteres bazeh tsarasa mi bay. Right, so if you want to say that she's forbidden to the brothers, right? So, meaning to the other brothers. Um, so, hashta he gufa sharya. Right, he, here the woman herself is permitted to them. Why? Because Shmuel says mi ana bazem muteres bazeh. Right, meaning if a woman is married to a man, again, she's a katana, right? And she goes ahead and she uh, does mion. So what happens? You mentioned before, mion has a retroactive power. So if it retroactively makes her as if she was never married to Ruvain, can she marry Shimon? Yes, she was never married to Ruvain, right? So she was never, again, she's not the sister-in-law to Shimon because she was never, once she does mion, she was never married to Ruvain in the first place, right? So if she's permitted to marry Shimon, so what are you going to tell me? That Sarah can't marry Shimon? Doesn't make any sense, right? Um, so Hashi, he gufa sharia, the Amr Shmuel, miyana bazeh, mitaris bazeh, tarasu mi bai, you're going to ask me that Sarah can't marry them? Of course that Sarah can't marry Shimon. So Ella lididet. So what do you mean? That, hey, no, we're saying that, that the Tzara becomes, uh, remains forbidden to, um, to this first Yava. Right, look, look at Rashi. El asura. Right? Meaning, again, let's make sure you know the case. Ruvain was married to two women. Right? Rachel and Leah. Okay? They're not sisters. Rachel is a katana. Leah is a gadola. Okay? So, after, after Ruvain passes away, Shimon now is there to do, uh, to do Yibam for them. And what happens? Rachel, the katana, does mion with Shimon, right? She does mion with Shimon. So at that point, the question is, what's the status of, of Leah to Shimon, right? Leah can for sure marry Levi. That's no question. Levi is no question at all, right? Because, because again, even Rachel could have married Levi, right? If she did, did mion. Because again, when she does mion, she's, she's retroactively nothing. The question is, now that Rachel did mion with Shimon, can Leah go ahead and marry Shimon? And again, Midar Raisa for sure it's fine. The question is, it looks fishy. Right? Because, because she gets in meal with him, maybe it looks like, you know, we'll see, let's see what Rashi says right now. Rashi says, asura, Because what happens? Because, um, to the, again, to the brother with whom she had done meal, that's who, with whom Rachel had done meal, now Leah is Asura because the Mion right, gets rid of the Zika in the first place. And now she's Asura because of Aish's Ah. So that's, again, let's make sure we understand the case. Again, Ruben, Ruben was married to Rachel and Leah. Rachel is a Katana, Leah is a Gedola. Shimon, right, Ruben dies without children. Shimon now stands in front of the two of them. Rachel does Mion with Shimon. Okay? What retroactive? So now, fine. So Rachel has done, done Mion with, with Shimon, so she's out of the picture. But what happens for Leah? She's the Tzara, right? Yeah, but if, if, if she's the Tzara, what happens? Leah was originally forbidden to Shimon. Why? From the whole beginning, when, when Reuven and Shem, Leah got married in the first place, uh, Leah was forbidden to Shimon. Why? Because this is, this is the rights of Aishazah, right? She is still the, the, the sister of his, uh, still the sister in law, right? So when the, when the, when, uh, and this is how every other case of, you know, Chalit, et cetera, works. Once it happens that 
that Rachel does Mion with Shimon, what happens? Now, now the whole Zika for Yibam goes away. If the Zika for Yibam goes away, what happens? The original Isra comes back. Right? That layer is, is the Sitchamla of Shimon, and therefore she's not allowed to marry him. It's actually the same, if you think about it, the same as any case of, uh, of Yibam, of Chalitza. Right? Once one does Chalitza, the other one's off the hook. But not only is she off the hook, she's now forbidden. Right? There's a, this Isra Kares, right? this Isra of Eshaz is always in play. So in this scenario, when, uh, when, when, um, one of the, when one of the two women does chalitza, the other one now is, quote, off the hook. She doesn't need chalitza, but she's still forbidden to marry Shimon, right? Because again, Shimon was originally her brother-in-law. So the same thing here. Does that make sense? Maybe yes, maybe no. So, um, well, anyways, we're going to have to come back to, the, to come back to the case as we go forward. But that, that's, that, that is the case here. Um, that, that the halacha is, but the difference is, the, the point is, that's always the case, but why, the question is, why should that be true here? The, here, the neon makes it retroactively as if there's no marriage. Here, retroactively, she was never married, in which case, he's not really letting her original wife, you know, co-wife off the hook, because, again, she was never really married to him in the first place. And here, the point is going to be, there's going to be a dinder abundant, which comes into play, in order to kind of, we don't want to make this look like you know, she's done a chalitza, and now the second sister goes ahead, and, the second wife goes ahead and marries this guy, and therefore we're going to meet her and make it us. But, you know, we'll, we'll clarify this more uh, when we uh, start tomorrow, just to make sure the case is 100% clear. Okay.